Yo, look at Dylan's face, bro. Oh, fuck, Lamar. Okay, okay, okay. All right, ready, ready, ready. All right, go, go, go. Official one starting right now. Yo, welcome to the Hype Geek Podcast, where we talk about how gaming influences culture. My name is Russ and so today, and I'm joined here by my co-founder, Kalu. What's up, guys? And today we're also joined with our very first guest of the podcast. Introduce yourself, guys. My name is Dylan, otherwise known as Attach, and I'm a professional Call of Duty player for the New York Subliners. Uh, I'm Lamar, also known as Accuracy, and I also play for the New York Subliners. Yeah, so these are longtime friends, actually, since the beginning of me and Rustin's esports journey, let's call it, I guess. And (laughs) I guess we, how do we get to know them, really? It was through an event that we hosted back when we had the esports gym, right? That was like the very first time. But you knew Lamar from from something else before that right how do we get into contact with him i totally forgot yeah um i feel like you know and you're just goading me into it basically uh my older cousin uh his ex-girlfriend is lamar's cousin and so they were just like oh you play video games he plays video games you guys should meet and then it was just a match made in heaven yeah that's it and we're just tied together ever since yeah (laughs) you can't separate them for for eternity tied by the beard you know you know (laughs) yeah so the format of this podcast is going to be a little different usually what we do is go through the topics but because we have our guests today we'll be asking them a couple questions for you guys you hype geeks who are into the professional cod scene or even just a professional esports scene in general to learn a little bit about their journey and their story and then we'll go into the topics that we'll be listing do you want to just list the topics right now rustin yeah for sure uh so the first thing we're going to do is kind of dive into the Travis Scott concert. Obviously, we fucking love that shit even more. We're also going to talk about Animal Crossing. There's some people doing interesting things within the game on the commerce perspective that we haven't seen before. We're also going to dive into COD Mobile, right? We talked about this before, but it seems like Activision is taking it more seriously now. And then the last thing we're going to talk about is the impact that Corona has had on the gaming industry, right? We've talked about it broadly, but now we have actual numbers that we can present. Um, yep. And so that's pretty much it for episode 54 of Hype Geek. But we're going to actually start off with doing a little bit of an interview on uh, Lamar and Dylan and kind of just get their perspectives on everything. Yeah. So the first question I'll ask you guys is just to give a brief story on how you got into the scene. I'm sure you guys told this story multiple times. If there's anything, because this is a very unfiltered podcast that you guys want to slip details into, that's like low key oh. off the record, but high key but not. not off the record at all. So like- <laughs> <laughs> they're like this is a completely casual conversation slip things in there this is we put explicit on our hype key on our podcast title so feel free to use the curse words like it's it's cool like everything should be relaxed here so tell you guys a story how you guys met and how it kind of led to you guys here today um or even just like separately like, when do you guys meet in the scene um just just go off go do your All thing right. so i mean we i've been playing cod forever and then I started going to my tournament, first tournaments when I was 16. And then my second event ever is when I met Dylan at uh, Anaheim. I actually went to, that, went to that event without my parents knowing. Uh, I was living with some of my cousins at the time for the summer. We had an apartment in Santa Barbara because they were going to UCSB. And Anaheim was coming up. My parents thought I wasn't taking gaming seriously anymore. So they thought I was in Santa Barbara with my cousins still chilling for the summer. But I drove down to Anaheim. Uh, played in the tournament, and Dylan was uh, friends with one of my teammates. And then we just started chopping it up over there, found out he lived right next to me, basically. 
and uh, we just became homies ever since. Damn, second event. Wait, how, what made you guys decide to go to even your first event? Like, back, or what year was that? And like, why was it like, okay, out of all the people who are playing this game right now, like, I feel like I should be the one going to this tournament. And how did you hear about it even? Uh, you kind of hear about things when it's uh, through like Twitter game battles of what we used to always be on in the forums and stuff but everyone knew about these big mlg events because that was like major league gaming that was the thing that's what halo blew up on that's what they had like call of duty starcraft uh, uh super smash at the, like anaheim events every year so there was a bunch of different games at the events not just call of duty so it was like a really dope fun atmosphere like you'd be hearing the other crowds in starcraft which going crazy yelling when someone makes a good play so it was just like a fun place to be and all the gamers in the area just knew about it through some kind of affiliation with the gaming company or websites but if you want to be the best you want to be a pro player you have to go to these major LAN events to play against the other best players in the world and when you win it you're the best player you're the best team so it's just like kind of going there for the competition and how many championships do you guys have between each other uh i have three uh, I have five. Damn. Damn. Preface. They are both part of New York subliners currently during the CDL format. And we'll go into that in a little bit. But just want to talk a little more about like the backstory. Give us like one crazy story as amateurs, like back when the scene wasn't as professional as it is oh. now. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> just yeah, choosing between the like, you gotta say it, bro. No, I'm good, bro. It's all you. Mine cannot be leaked. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I know they're too hardcore. It's, it's like just whatever nah. you guys are comfortable talking about. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, just going to... I don't really have any, like, any crazy story. I guess a crazy story would be um, when we went to an event in Philly and my team was about to play like my first match ever on the main stage. This is already after I went to like a couple events before, kind of got my name out there, had some decent teammates, but still never put place pro yet. And uh, this like hacker dude kept calling like bomb threats to the hotel venue where we were playing at. So like I they had to evacuate the building. We it all stood outside, outside. For, like, 30 minutes in like wow. in the snow, freezing, freezing weather. Yeah, it was tough. And then we went back inside after that and played, but there's been a lot of bomb threats at these events because like all the hackers would call them that's crazy. they've really like stopped as like the years have went on but it was kind of crazy back in the old days like how yeah, would, i guess dangerous it was to be in the community especially like, a famous person in the community what's even crazier about that event is that me and dylan traveled together mm -hmm. to that tournament and my dad went with us because my dad would never let me at that time wouldn't let me travel alone to these events so on our way there it's like some crazy snowstorm hit the east coast and our flights kept getting canceled and delayed and this and that but Luckily, my dad was with us because we were two kids. We didn't know what, like how to manage everything and fix all the flight stuff for us, got us on new flights, connecting this and that. We landed in Philly a day later than we thought we were going to land and landed the day of the tournament. Wow. And because we had first round buys, we were able to make it to the tournament without getting forfeited and play our rounds. Holy shit. So we went straight from the airport, got the car. My dad dropped us off straight to the hotel to play our matches. Damn, that's Damn. Yeah, hella lucky, but... That's yeah like an yeah we almost missed that flight too like we were <laughs> yeah. we didn't know if we were going to be able to get on it like because there yeah. were just so many people trying to get on it so we actually got lucky because then we would have had to like go to somewhere else take a train from somewhere to philly and then it would have just been like a whole, like mess, a whole fiasco thank god we were able to just make it on time for the tournament how old were you guys when you went to your first tournament i was 16 16 first tournament my first like major event yeah probably 16 
But isn't yeah, there first major sixteen? So what was the entrance age? Because isn't be was age. it back then like a like a rated M game like eighteen plus or something? They didn't yeah, care about that in esports scene. Any age, as long as you as have, like, parents, parents can, yeah, parents can uh, sign. There's exactly. actually some players that MLG has on record me signing as their dad. So those players, you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about like, you know, you guys have been separated for so long what feels like a decade in the scene right everyone wanted you guys to team together what does it feel like now to be together on a team and then also the team dynamics of professional call of duty like when i went and stayed with you in minnesota i got to see firsthand how insane and serious the chemistry needs to be but most people don't really get to see that side of it like what is it that you know you two being together what does that mean and then also how do you handle team dynamics? How do you do things that maybe are similar to traditional sports world and are different from the traditional sports world? I think that like, uh, <laughs> I think that beyond the, well, firstly, like the first part of the question was like, well, how do you feel like being on the same team with Dylan? I think it's awesome because I have someone on the team that I know I could always count on and rely on in game and out of game. So if I have any in game things, I know that I could talk to him in the manner that I need to to get the point across and we could converse and whatever, there'll never be an issue. And at a game, if I ever need anything, uh, he'll always be there to help me out. So it's dope to have someone on the team that I know I could rely on 100% no matter what. Great, great. I mean, it makes sense. Like you guys are the duo. Um, And then when it comes down to like team dynamics, how do you kind of manage, like what are some things that you do to lead? right in both of your guys's case if there's people watching this stream and they're trying to become professional in whatever esport they do it's a different way of doing things so how do you guys handle that how do you lead in the digital world i guess um it really depends on the group of people you have together but you really just want to get everyone on the same page and buy into a certain way to play the game and work because there's a lot of different ways that you can work it if you all do it even if it's the wrong way if you're all five doing it it's going to work majority of the time but if you do have the right way to like play and work as a team and then everyone is buys into the system and is doing it then that's when you find a lot of success wins a lot of consistent so, success yeah gotcha that's uh, probably definitely the most important part just everyone being on the same page in game and knowing what to do in every given situation Moving forward from that, you know, now that we've kind of experienced this COVID world, right, where you guys are competing online, how is that different than competing on LAN? Um, and do you feel more comfortable in this online format or do you prefer the LAN format? Uh, I mean, I think we all definitely prefer the LAN format. Uh, it's definitely different because when you're at a tournament, like that live crowd energy, the stage, everything like that, like it just feels like the stakes are even higher. Mm -hmm. And I personally love that, like that pressure, that feeling, that that energy that comes when you're on that stage. Uh, honestly, I think it's something that we all live for as competitors. So missing that kind of sucks because that was my favorite part of playing matches is that that feeling and that zone that you get into when you step on the stage. So missing out on that kind of sucks for this part of my career, but I'm definitely grateful that we still get to play and have some sort of competition while all other sports stuff is, you know, basically canceled. Yeah. Was it always like that though? Like 
when it came to the nervousness of the stage, was it always ice in the veins or was it like a time where your hands would get sweaty the moment you're like 1v2 or something? Because for Wait, me, I mean, I'm sitting hand? at home, no stakes on the line. <laughs> I'm final circle in Warzone or some shit. My hands start sweating like a motherfucker and I can't do anything. Like, no, what, look, my when did you guys sweat. pass that? Yeah. My hands still sweat. Like I literally wipe my hand on my jeans mid-game. Like I have to wear jeans when I play because how much I wipe my hand. <laughs> so like that's just a natural thing. I like, wonder why you wore jeans, natural. bro. You were yeah, like, 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 like I wearing jeans. <laughs> yeah, I have to wear jeans because like you can't wipe your hand on like sweats or like you know like track pants. Like it doesn't like wipe properly. Yeah. So like when you wear jeans, like you can wipe it properly, and it feels like you know you actually get rid of it. Um, but that the hand sweat that's not gonna go away. That just happens. But like, was there a time where you're like, like, was there like an event where it kind of broke through and you're like, okay, I'm no longer as nervous as I was, or it kind of just gradually went away? Like, how long did um, that take? I mean, definitely the first tournament or two, you're going to be nervous when you're playing and realizing what's going on. But the more experience you get, the sooner it goes away. Some For some people, it's faster. For some people, it's a lot later. Uh, you just got to hope you're one of the people that get over <laughs> faster. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, again, now that we're in this COVID situation, a lot of free time has hopped up, right? And people are kind of taking that as an opportunity to be creating content. And so uh, my question to both of you um, is, what are some steps that you're taking when it comes to streaming, producing content, things outside of actually competing that you're using to push your career forward? Uh, and also, Lamar, you need to get a face cam. And now we've put that on the <laughs> podcast. We can get that audio clip. We can post on Instagram, Twitter, and just call you out. That that's what we're going to do. This is a pro con player who doesn't stream with a face cam. Listen, I have a face cam. Dylan robbed me. He stole my face cam. I don't believe it. Anyway, let's go back to the <laughs> That's BS. I'm, I'm never. It. <laughs> but going back to that question about the content, definitely um, I've been able to upload every day of – what month are we in? April. Yeah, I've uploaded every every day of April so far. So 27 uploads of, as of yesterday. I still got to make a video for today. But yeah, just the only thing we could do is stay inside, practice with the team, um, and just play Call of Duty stream. So I've just had so much more time to actually be making content and putting it out there. Uh, just it's kind of crazy that because we should be traveling to these events and like playing there. And I was just like, oh, wow, if I was like moving around traveling, I wouldn't be able to like make any content content or do any of this and then also making a video and uploading a video right after because i'm still in my apartment at my desk at my setup so it's kind of crazy and i'm really thankful that we're still able to play so we have something to like look forward to and people have something to look forward to watching uh every couple of weeks and um it's just kind of good how esports is like here for this time right now it's a tough time but uh I'm ready for everything to get back to normal as well. So I can start watching some normal sports, hitting the gym again. But definitely it's uh, ramped up the grind with all the content and competing recently. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. Take notes, Lamar. Uh, Lamar <laughs> just, is he sitting on the couch as yeah. you do all this? Just watching you. Yo, yo, yeah. yo. I wanted to give a shout out to Twitch me. chat. Uh, Kiam, Kiam just subscribed with Twitch Prime. Thank you. Welcome to the hype. Uh, that's my dog. Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. I think what I'm curious about is what growth have you seen? Have you seen a lot of growth over the course of that month? And then also what kind of content are you producing so that Lamar, what would your take be on that? How would you produce 
your own version of that content. How do we get Lamar into the content creator mode? Is something I'm trying to figure out as well. Um, <laughs> that's a good question. How do you get Lamar to be a content creator? Um, what I what I produce is probably just like Call of Duty tips and tricks, just like little things you have to do differently, or a certain weapon you have to be using, what you have to be using on it, so the casual person can watch someone who's played COD for over a decade, played professionally, done it all, and uh, also know that like they're getting the best of the best information they need for their Call of Duty needs, because everyone wants to get better at Call of Duty, so that's the place to be. YouTube.com slash attach, but uh, yeah, it's just, everyone kind of has like their own I thing. I like though. that plug. I like that plug. Yeah, everyone has their own thing though. Like some people might just be entertaining; they want to watch them. Some people might just be really good; they want to watch that. Some people might want to do some tips and tricks, like helpful information. They could do that. Like there's just so many different like categories in within video games and Call of Duty that you can like upload and really do. So there's like whatever you want to see, you can find on YouTube. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, Cash, should we move into the topics or do you want to talk about their last yeah, let's, question? Let's do like one more question. Okay. So on a podcast called NPR is how I built this is usually for entrepreneurs. They asked the question at the end, asking the successful entrepreneurs, how much they would attribute their success to either hard work or luck, like in, in terms Ooh. of percentage scale for you guys, seeing where you guys are at now, how much you attribute your success to luck and how much we attribute to hard work? Um, I think that what it comes down to in the esports scene, in my opinion, for the Call of Duty is what I could talk about, is uh, it comes down to doing the hard work so you're prepared for when that one lucky moment happens. Mm. Because those moments Mm. come up for players not often. And when it does come up, if you didn't put that hard work in before, you're not going to be able to seize the opportunity. And if you miss your chance, uh, they don't come around often and it's not going to be a good situation. So you always have to know in your head, like put in the hard work, you're going to get your chance to have your moment. And when your moment comes, you better strike. All right. Well said. What about you, yeah. Dylan? Um, I think it really depends. Cause 100% luck. With, <laughs> 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 with Call of Duty, it's, it's different. Like if you are, if you just have like a world-class skill set, you're one of the best players like ever, uh, you're going to have more opportunities to get more chances to get lucky and people are going to want to pick you up and stuff. But if you are like a little average and maybe your gun skills isn't that good, you're more so like a smart player, it might be a little bit tougher. Um, but it definitely, I would say probably like 80% skill, 20% luck and just like kind of waiting for the right moment because I think every professional player in uh, Call of Duty can, has a moment where they're like, oh, this is like my big break. Like if I would have went to this team, I don't know how it would have went. I went to this team instead and my career took off. Or yeah, exactly. someone, you just got like an opportunity to play in a random match, a random professional match or a big search and destroy tournament for a lot of money. And then people saw that and they're like, okay, this guy's pretty talented. I want him on my team. And then you kind of start building connections and people realize you're good. And when you're good, people would want to play with you, want to team with you and just win. And that, like, in the COD community, all it takes is, like, one moment can be the greatest moment ever or one moment can ruin your whole career. Wow. Like, that's the way it is. There's no, like, in between. There's no The the way to describe it is ruthless. Like, it's unforgiving. Yeah, they're going to have that moment. Everyone's going to be gassing you into oblivion or you're going to fumble the bag, fumble the moment, and everyone's going to be like, this kid is garbage and never give you credit again. Yeah, Yeah. that's crazy because it's also just like that when you're, playing 
right? The momentum yeah. is so quick, right? You, yeah, yeah, every definitely. map is completely different. So it's interesting that that carries over yeah. into like people's perceptions of the player as well. Yeah, like you could literally look at a Twitch chat during a match. On the first map, a player can be absolutely frying and everyone will be like, oh my God, this guy's the best player in the world. He's so good, he's so good. And then two maps later in the series, he's having a rough game and people will be like, oh my God, drop this guy, he sucks. It's like, yo, what happened? In, what happened in twenty minutes, bro? <laughs> yeah. Well, COD is ruthless, but you guys are more ruthless. You're tough guys. You made it through, and uh, we're happy to see you guys competing and uh, keeping it up and succeeding. And so now, what we're gonna do is switch over to our topics. Basically, what uh, Kat and I do is we dive into these topics. We kind of give our perspectives on it, and um, what we want you guys to do is just hop in, give your perspective. We'll kind of talk to you about certain topics as well but yeah let's get into it so the first topic is actually going to be the travis scott Fortnite concert did you guys attend at all or did you watch the streams uh, i did not attend gotcha. yeah didn't attend i think we were actually in the middle of practice when that was all going on but i was uh, seeing like the twitter clips that people were tweeting out um and then i kind of saw it throughout the rest of the day when they uploaded the music video it looked really cool i would definitely would have liked to attend it but uh had to practice yeah so that's just one of those things though that's like kind of crazy that i don't even like think it's real yeah it's like it's, it feels like yesterday where like no one even talked about gaming at all and now like they're having the biggest some of the biggest rappers in the world collab with fortnite and everyone's talking about it no matter who it is so it's kind of crazy to see how far gaming's come in such a little time and how much uh it is in tune with like the new rap Hip hop and then uh, like a new culture. Just say, it, just say it. Just say it. Hype. 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 No, this yeah. this event no, events like this thing. is like yeah. Sorry, events like this is always good for the entire esports industry, even trickling down to yeah. COD. Right, it's like a high oh, tide yeah. rises all boats, including the COD boat, because now it's just pointing eyes towards esports being more of a mainstream and a mainstay, especially in the time of COVID. But personally experiencing it, it was on both like Friday and Saturday, and it was cool how they did it. We talked about it in the last podcast about them kind of taking it as a world tour on different servers throughout different days and different times so everyone could experience it that's fucking awesome like that's yeah. it's it was amazing and i just i didn't even know they did that that's amazing yeah yeah and they were like saying like you know you recommend you queuing in 30 minutes before kind of makes it feel like a real concert you standing in line <laughs> yeah but yeah <laughs> i was, like dude that was how many people attended it what did they what did they release the numbers as yeah so the first day they had 12.3 million uh attendees which marshmallow was 10 Damn. million so it beat that right over the entire course of the weekend they had 20 plus million unique people so like that's unbelievable to reach like that's insane absurd okay now i did some calculations around how much money (laughs) i made um (laughs) i saw this yeah it's not public but you know i was able to kind of scrounge some numbers up um but before i dive into that did you guys see the merchandise that they were selling no, I haven't seen any of it. It's actually no. hella sick. Uh, it's like yeah. dope. Like real t-shirts. life merch or in game merch? No, no, real, real life. life merch. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's it's all sold out, I think now. But um, it's the sickest stuff ever. It's like they've taken the PlayStation logo and they've re- replaced it with C and J. So it's like Cactus Jack. Or they did like the Xbox, the original Xbox logo with like a C yeah. and J, and like his like Travis and PS2 graphics like standing there or like the Fortnite scar and it's just it's like streetwear but it's gaming and it's travis yeah. scott's merch which is absurd to think about so i kind of dove into this for the podcast listeners um and basically like tried to figure out how much money travis may have made so from the music industry like a couple of my friends work at labels 
they basically said that like the appearance fee was anywhere from like one to two million. I just said, let's say it's two million. Okay, so right out the gates, he's making two million. Then, Damn. yeah, absurd, Solid. Solid. absurd, right? Two million dollars to get a pre-recorded performance in a video game and make you an even bigger star seems like it's pretty worth it to me. Uh, and then, sounds like a fucking steal. Yeah, yeah, it's a stack right there. <laughs> and then, if you think about like, okay, there were twelve million people watching this. Let's just say five percent of those people converted into buying skins. Okay. So 5% of 12 million was like 650K or something like that. And then let's say that the average order value of a skin that they would buy was $15. That's what it costs to just buy Travis Scott in the game. So if 615,000 people bought a $15 skin, you also have to factor in that Fortnite takes a big cut of that. So Epic Games takes like, let's say 85%. I don't know the exact percentage, but it's 85%. So Travis is left with 15% after that. So 615 times $15 times 15% came out to $1.38 million on the first day, just the first day of skin sales. Okay. Now, merchandise, same exact number, right? 615,000 people, let's say, of the 12 million bought merch. The average order value was a t shirt, so $45. Travis, in this case, makes the other percentage. He has 85%, but he has to pay 15% in licensing fees to Epic. So when you do the math for that, it comes out to 2.35 million. So let's recap. Two mil for appearance, a mil for skins, two mil for merch, comes out to like five point something million dollars just off the first day of this Travis event. No song included either. Absurd. Damn. Who knew we would get insane. to that? He just, he just hit a fucking lick. <laughs> yeah. Who knew we would get to that point? Who knew we would get to that point? Wait, yeah, that way all the other rappers are like music artists have to be like, I gotta get on Fortnite and do a yeah, concert. Like if you're one of the biggest people in the world right now, you hop on Fortnite, you're guaranteed gaining a lot more fans and in the bag. So yeah. It's just crazy. I would definitely if I'm a big artist, I'm trying to get in a Fortnite concert for sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure. It definitely opened the gates up to something that we don't even know what's going to happen. Yeah. But to kind of go on f- that topic of like gaming and culture, recently there's this fashion designer named Sydney Liang. She was like releasing a collection this year, but she obviously couldn't because of the situation that we're in. And so she teamed up with this store in New York called What Goes Around. Uh, the head luxury buyer and her decided to host a pop-up shop in Animal Crossing. And so... In Animal Crossing, during that certain time period, you could go and visit Sydney's island and you could download her designs and wear them in game. And like they tied That's in sick. a little like pre buy aspect to it. Like if in the future you want to buy her shit in real life, well, you got this exclusive access by visiting her Animal Crossing island. That's, yeah, that's no cool. way. That's dope. Yeah. Do you guys play Animal Crossing at all? I've never played it no, in my life. Ever, 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 never. Yeah. Whoa, Lamar, it sounds like you're you're shooting on Animal Crossing. Like you, you're never, ever. I'm no, never, no. ever, ever, never. Never. No, I just, like, 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 no, no, no. It's not just Animal Crossing. Like, I just don't play other games but COD, really, to be honest. Like, I just don't find, I don't, I would have fun playing it. You would probably love Animal Crossing, though. Lamar's a softy inside. You'd just be collecting skins, just like yeah. fishing and doing all the fun stuff in there, expressing Absolutely. his inner softy through Animal Crossing. Look, I keep that, I keep that side of me private, all right? <laughs> you don't need to air it out to the whole. <laughs> 
Do you haven't touched a game in a decade then outside of COD? Is that what you're saying? No, I've like I've like dabbled in other games, but I've never picked up a game other than COD and like read like in the last however many years and actually like try in hours into it and like grind it or anything. Like I'll I've played for a night with friends, like you'll play this game with us or like whatever, but never actually like got back on like yo, I can't wait to play that. What? Yeah, we played Fortnite once. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that shit was funny. What other game besides COD would you say you guys really enjoy? It's like your favorite game. Like watching or playing? Uh, I guess both. both. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I definitely really enjoy watching CS. It's like that's hmm. that's dope. I watch CS. Watch other like mostly all other esports besides like League and Dota because I don't really know what the hell's going on in those games. <laughs> But, like, any other game I can understand while they're playing, I like to watch it. Got it. What about you, Dill? Yeah, I would say Fortnite is probably one of the most fun games to watch just because it's madness when it's like comes down to, like, the last, like, circle, all these people going crazy in their boxes and squares. Uh, that's really fun to watch. Uh, I like watching the International for Dota because hmm. I, I know I'm not good at Dota, but I know how it's, like, played, what you have to do, the objectives and stuff. So it's just kind of cool to see people playing for like $25 million. Something yeah, insane. Um, League of Legends is just, I used to play League of Legends way back in like 2012. Wow. Right around when I was gotten in like Black Ops 2. So League of Legends has always been a super fun game and it's just changed so, so much just the way it looks. And I definitely haven't like played at all recently, but I've like seen it and it's just kind of crazy how far it's come from way back in the day when I was spending money to buy skins and all this other stuff. But yeah, I said the last game I really actually played for more than like an hour is Fortnite. Yeah. I probably put like a decent amount of time, not like anything crazy, but uh, a decent amount of time into Fortnite. And other than that, it's just been Call of Duty all the way. What's your guys' perspective on Valorant? Have you guys been keeping oh, up with that seeing what's going yeah, on? Yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been watching it. I've been watching it like randomly late night, just been checking the streams out i think it's like a i think it's a dope game but in my uh opinion i don't like having too many overpowered abilities hmm. so i think that the abilities are going to be kind of cheesy once people grind the game enough and know how to abuse them to their fullest potential like it's going to cause a lot of rage because you're just going to be in a setup and someone's just going to shoot you through a wall randomly with like a laser cannon and you're just gonna be like yo like what the hell <laughs> but yeah. besides that like the game definitely looks dope and entertaining uh to watch yeah it's interesting overwatch got a lot of hate for that too um valorant is really trying to make sure that the abilities are just tactical right so like smokes and stuns yeah i know rays like there's a hero where she throws a grenade like and it is unbeatable i mean they've balanced yeah. it um but like what they're saying and which is what i'm kind of seeing is like on the lower levels that shit is going to happen all the time but on the higher levels like the pros can play so well in teams that like it's really well balanced but we'll see how that pans out to everyone watching yeah. in the chat right now we see you sorry we're just going through the topics so okay kind of going off of that you guys grind the shit out of cod have you ever thought of grinding cod mobile because they just announced a million dollar tourney and anyone can enter on their phone. I literally didn't I didn't think about it until I saw that ad for the million dollar tournament. I was like, yo, hold up, maybe I could do this thing. Let me like dude, let me check this out, bro. Bluetooth controller? That's a million dollars. With your yes. Piece, you could Oh 
You could I'm putting these kids down. I'm putting all the lads and dads down that are driving lads on and mobile. Dads. <laughs> are you allowed to use a controller? You're allowed to use a controller on mobile? I don't know how they would check, because yeah. you're playing from home. Oh, the tur that's crazy. That's true. Dude, oh, this that's might be interesting. Dude, yeah, it's crazy. like, this is kind of interesting. <laughs> that sounds like a free lick to me. <laughs> I'll be downloading that tonight. Dude, that would be some but, uh, hilarious. That's crazy. That would be some million hilarious dollars. press. Yeah, million dollars. Like, imagine. That's some cash. Dude, Dude that's, a, that's a good content series for yeah. you guys. If you guys did, like, an apartment series, if you guys grinding for COD Mobile Tournament, see how far you guys can get. <laughs> That'd be that'd be golden. Just like first day on COD Mobile and just like record your gameplay on the second day. Yeah. And later. Stop giving Dylan ideas before hey. it comes when I'm sitting yeah, on road the couch. To, road to like, a million, bro, dude. Road to a million. <laughs> yeah. That's your series title. Yes. Yeah. And it could premiere uh, with Accuracy's new YouTube channel too. You know? Cool <laughs> <laughs> video post. Launch of his career. But uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. You can, if you have a phone and you have COD, if you get to a certain rank, then you can enter the tournament. Veteran, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Just veteran level. Not too hard. I mean, everyone there, it's like the audience on COD Mobile, it's like everyone and their mom who's an iPhone. So it's like yeah, trash bro. kids typically. The lads and dads, bro. Yeah, you could you could dads. scrape pretty easily. There's very few people that spend that much time on mobile. And like that if you're an actual gamer, you're on a PC or some shit, right? So like the COD mobile hardcore gamers is a very limited amount of people. So go get your bag, boys. Go get your bag. You know, what? Guys, so I saw that ad and I was like Hold up, bro. Millie, yeah, like, you thought about yeah, it. Yeah I, yeah, I thought about it for a second. I was like, hmm. <laughs> Let me see what I can do with this. What's, uh, what's your guys' perspective um, on mobile esports? Like, what do you think about mobile esports potentially being the thing or it having a large population? It could eventually eclipse uh, console esports or PC esports. So what's your perspective on that? Just the mobile scene in general. I don't think that mobile esports will ever be able to eclipse like console or PC esports because, like, how how far can it go on a phone? Like, you need you need that full setup to get the real like greatness out of a game. Like, it can't build a game like Valorant or CS or whatever on a phone. Like, the room they have to build on these other platforms uh, just allows for way better games that can entice people longer, more, and just have way deeper like everything way deeper involvement and just going to be better but yeah. the, the mobile esports scene i have noticed that it's been like growing a lot i mean it's just more accessible than the other ones right but it's i feel like it's a kind of will always be like a base level introduction into esports yeah that's a pretty interesting perspective I, I agree with that as well um i think dylan is also nodding his head in agreement i think uh you know like mobile is good for getting attention to the esports. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like I know COD Mobile's definitely helped COD out for sure. They, yeah. I think they run ads on it and stuff like that for like CDL. So I mean, we appreciate that. That's dope because they definitely have a huge base of players on mobile. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it reaches so many casual people that I think more games will try and do that. Like have like their main game on like their PC or consoles, and then have like if they can build a mobile game that people will play and love to then send them to their PC console game. And because yeah. uh, it def it's definitely boosted the people that are interested in COD just because there's so many casuals that probably just downloaded COD Mobile and then found out about competitive or just COD YouTube or COD Twitch, whatever it may be. But uh, the numbers have been pretty insane in Modern Warfare. 
ever since it's been released for like stream viewers, YouTube viewers, um, and then everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it seems like a lot of people are really enjoying this Call of Duty, even though I haven't heard like commentary, like just anecdotally, all my cousins and friends play Modern Warfare. Um, I'm seeing like people come back in the scene for this game. So it's interesting that they've yeah. they've accomplished that. What um, about, okay, just one side question, sorry, because we're always curious. We talk a ton about the CDL and before it came out, like our predictions on how well it would do and whether we like the format. From two guys in inside the scene, could you guys share your insights on how you kind of anticipate it moving from the CWL to the CDL and whether it lived up to expectations or like how you view it now? What can you share about that? Um, I think that the one major difference that everyone uh, either has an issue with or either they hated, they hated or loved the change is the fact that before we had these huge tournaments where 16 teams, pool play, like you'd, you'd see like 30, 40 matches one weekend of professional play. And then people would be making losers bracket runs and some crazy storyline would happen at a tournament. And now the underdog won the tournament, whatever, just like a crazy tournament format. Uh, I think the fact that that's gone is what some people will love about the CDL. And the fact that it's not here is what some people won't like. Mm. Gotcha. Because yeah. I think that that tournament format was super dope. Yeah, it feels like yeah. less is on the line, maybe, or just like less importance for each tournament. Or I guess I'm, I'm not it's too not, sure. It's not that it's not that it feels like less is on the line because in reality, more is on the line now because you only play a couple matches per mm. weekend. Like yeah. you spend months and months preparing, and then you have a chance to play only like three, four matches, and then continue on. You know, right, right. Yeah. All right, our last question. Um, or topic really uh, is about digital game spending. So in March last month, digital game spending was its highest ever. Can I get wow. a guess from Dylan and then from Lamar at what that number is? Across all games and platforms? Yeah. $653 million. <laughs> Okay. No, it's eight hundred fifty-three uh, million. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a billion. Billion. Yeah. All right. Neither of you guys are close. Ten what? billion. Damn. Yeah. What the fuck is right? Ten billion. Dude? Damn. Ten billion. Ten billion. And these motherfuckers. They so spent ten billion dollars on gaming stuff last month. Yeah. It's the highest no. ever, like of all time, because of the oh corona Oh my situation. god, I need to buy yeah, all the stocks Yeah, bro, oh buy the stocks, dude, you know? Oh my god. Invest, you know, whatever it's it just, is. It's just COVID stuff, man. Like, yeah, I'm true. sure you guys probably seen, like, do you guys seen, like, content growth? Like, Dylan, I think you hit, like, 200k recently or something, or 400k. Yeah. YouTube popping? No, I've definitely seen some content growth for sure. I think in the past, like, month, I've had, I got, like... Pulling it up right now, I see it. Yeah, I'm trying to see it. Fifteen thousand new subs in like the last month, which is like wow. insane. For especially for like my channel or just a Call of Duty channel in general, only like very few people have like made it out of like Call of Duty, like gone huge from the competitive scene. So it's definitely crazy seeing like a bunch of people get a lot of views, a lot of new subs, and like kind of everyone in Call of Duty is doing really well. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of that comes down to Warzone recently dropping um everyone being inside just 
nothing to do except for play video games or watch video games pretty much. Um, so it was kind of perfect timing for Warzone to drop because everyone like needed something to do and now everyone has something to do with Warzone. Literally every celebrity and their mama plays yep. Warzone now and tweets Literally about it and everything. Every so athlete, everyone. More yeah. attention. Have you been playing with Schoolboy Q lately? Uh, honestly, I haven't. I haven't, but I should because I've seen him hit, tweet out a couple times like, yo, let's play Warzone and I was like, ah, I'm just streaming. Stream. <laughs> 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 YouTube about it. Um, but yeah, no, I think this is a prime example of what we actually ended our interview initially on, which is hard work and then you're given an opportunity, right? So you guys have been grinding, creating content, getting yourself in this position where that then when the moment came, you were prepared, right? Dylan's making videos every day. Uh, Lamar is streaming still. I mean, he needs a face cam, but I've seen it. Lamar, you've <laughs> you've gotten a couple more viewers now lately, right? From when yeah, I last saw yeah. it in Black Ops 4 days. That's the last yeah. time that I can really compare it to. Like, I... My stream grind was a lot heavier, like towards the end of World War II, and then like the middle of Black Ops Four, and then I kind of like stopped for the most part, and now I've been trying to get back on it more. But look, just for you, I'm gonna have a face cam in my next stream, bro. Yes, it's exclusive <laughs> on the Hype Geek just podcast. Accuracy is using a webcam. Announcement. Announcement. Face cam. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Yeah, well, great. I'm going to have one just for you. I'm going to stream too. I'm going to start streaming. Good. More. Good. You've heard this before, but I'm going to do it for real. <laughs> <laughs> you heard now it's actually recorded. It's for real. Yeah, now you have Good. evidence. It's not just a random late night talk yes. off, the, off the record. This yeah. is on the record. <laughs> it's not fucking hard to go on Amazon and buy a goddamn face cam. I swear, dude. <laughs> <laughs> now we have, we have a bunch. We have a bunch. Okay. Good. Well, let's do some plugs, right? If there's anything you guys want to plug, yeah. your socials, Sam, now for the audience to go and find you guys. Where can they find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com. My at is AccuracyLA and same thing on IG. <laughs> twitter.com. <thank you. laughs> I was going to put Twitter.com. I can find that one. HTTPS. Yeah, so I was going to like Twitter.com slash AccuracyLA, but yeah, my at is AccuracyLA on IG and Twitter. Got it. Bye. Yeah, and then for myself on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch, just attach A T T A C H, and uh, all that good stuff. You could go find me there. You watch me play live, watch pre-recorded videos, or you could just see me tweet, and uh, we'll have some fun on Twitter because Twitter is definitely a fun place to be. Perfect, Cad. You want to plug it recently? Yeah, yeah. Oh, should we, yeah. we dive into that? Or you guys don't want to talk about that? <laughs> That's yeah. for the late night one. That's okay. for the late night yeah. one. Okay, okay. The NSFW podcast. We should yeah. have one. I mean, this kind of is one, but we'll All save I'm that for another time. Go look up Haggy, H G G Y, on Twitter, and you'll know what we're talking about. H A G G Y. Yeah, H A G G Y. Yeah, some spicy stuff. We actually have been growing on the podcast as well. We have new listeners. Cad, do you want to um, plug your stuff? We'll plug ours too, and then we'll wrap this up. Yeah, I stream on twitch.tv slash kapow, K-H-A-P-0-W. That is also my Twitter, my Instagram, my gamer tags. Got all synced up, I think. That's the only thing, K-H-A-P-0-W. I do not have it synced up. Um, on my Instagram and Twitter, it's Rustin, but instead of an I, it's a one. And then my Twitch is not Rustin. Um, and you can find me there every day, 6 p.m., playing Valorant. Uh, I post hype geek type shit on instagram twitter so check me out check out this podcast as well if you liked it share it with your friends subscribe to the channel um we're going to be having guests every week now 
pretty much for the next three weeks. So we're super excited. A huge thank you to Attach and Accuracy for giving us your time. We really appreciate it, guys. We love you. Best of luck with your season. Um, and yeah, just keep grinding. Yeah, appreciate it, my Yo, also we're we're gonna start um, gambling on COD in Vegas, and we're putting it all in subliners. <laughs> all the money we get from whatever Yo, we make, we put it subliners. So, no guys, comment. <laughs> I have no comment on any of that. Okay, that's so uh, well, funny, just yeah. letting you know. Someone on Twitch next time ever ride on you guys. Someone on Twitch just followed the channel, and their name is not gambling. What are what's the odds of that? What's the odds? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. We will be not gambling. Yo, Loki, I saw that. That's what reminded me. All right. Thank you, guys. Seriously. Hi, guys. Much love. Thank you for having us. Appreciate you. Great time. I cannot wait to see you again. This is going to be a great podcast. And yo, come join us in the heart of the storm, bro. Come to New York. Yeah, we'll pull up. Oh, yeah. We'll pass. Huge hug. Much love. Keep crushing. Peace. All right. Peace, Rose. Thank you. Love you. Love you.